What's up, sisters and friends? Happy Monday, everybody. I hope your week is going good. But y'all, it is just getting started and it is about to start off on the best note because I have someone here today and I cannot wait for you to hear her story and his story. You'll hear about that in a second. All the things because God is just um, so, so good and just been so evident in her life. And I just want to say, y'all, she's young. Are you 22? 22, okay, yeah. Okay, she's 22, but when she started this whole journey of just really following um, this calling on her life, she was only 16. So you're gonna hear all about that, but I just want y'all to know that because some of you are listening and you're 22, you're 16, you're young, and like, it does not matter what age you are, God can move in mighty ways through your life and He can do it right now if yeah. you're willing to say yes. So I can't wait for y'all to hear her story. This is Anna Miriam Brown. She is the writer of the musical His Story that's coming out in May in Dallas that we definitely want you to get tickets to and go to. But we're gonna jump into her story because it's just incredibly inspiring and encouraging. So first of all, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Um, she walked in here and she was like, whoa, this is the real deal. Because there's like lights and cameras. I was like, it seems intimidating, but it's really the most casual conversation. And I just can't wait, um, one, for me to get to hear your story from you because I've only seen it online and heard my mom talk about it, but I haven't really heard it from you. So give us a little uh, back story of just your life, how you grew up and all the things. Yeah. So um, I grew up in Indiana and my family has always been passionate lovers of Jesus, like really, really on fire. So I always saw that in my parents. And for me, that was always like the proof that God was real Mm -hmm. because it was so, it was so real to them that Mm -hmm. I was like, one day I'm going to get it and I'm going to be like that. And, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to know God in that way. So I always had, um, I always had a passion to find Jesus and I wasn't exactly you know, I wasn't exactly sure how to, but I, I saw that and I kind of would just always pray and I felt the Holy Spirit just pulling me on mm-hmm. as I grew up. And um, when we when I was 12, we moved to the mission field. We moved to Europe and wow. kind of went around there and, and I saw God do incredible things wow. and um, just miracles and healings wow. and providing for us in miraculous ways. And um, when I was 16, that was when I really, really like just laid my life down. Wow. And I and I felt like God, God came to me and God wanted to be in a relationship with me. And um, when I found Jesus, I just that was it for me. <laughs> like wow. I, I was just like I was in love, and I didn't, I didn't know too much, and I didn't know all the right things, but I just knew that I loved Jesus. Wow! And what I did that wanted look like from going from like your parents' faith to your own faith. Do you remember just um, kind of what was it that made you go like, oh, this is real for for me? Yeah. Well, like I said, I I knew I wanted it, mm-hmm. um, but it for me it was. It was actually God, God reaching out to me. I, I remember growing up, I actually struggled with a lot of just like mental confusion, like depression mm. and random anxiety attacks mm. and things like that. Um, and there was just this one time I was, I was on a mission trip in Peru and it, it was crazy. I would go on mission trips, even though I wasn't exactly mm-hmm. secure in my faith, but I went on this mission trip to Peru and, um, and this one morning I walked out on the balcony and I just felt so much like darkness and confusion. Mm. And, and, and I just prayed and, and I was just like, God help me. And I had my journal out and I just, 
And I just, I don't even know how this happened, but I just wrote something Hmm. and I wasn't even really aware of what I wrote, but I looked down and read and it said, you didn't lose me. I'm right here. And I just felt like the peace of God just come over me and like, a powerful, powerful way. And kind of that was the point where I just took it and I was like, I'm going to seek God and he's going to be my Lord. And Wow. That's powerful. So uh, you didn't mention how many siblings you have, which I think is pretty significant. Oh, yeah. there I have 14 siblings. So there's 15 kids in my family, uh, 10 biological kids and five adopted from Ukraine, which we're missionaries there for a while. Wow. So where do you fit into the picture of age wise? I am the oldest girl and I have one older brother. So the second oldest. I love it. Up there at the top. Okay. So when y'all moved to be missionaries, I mean, you're taking the whole family. Y'all are all on the road. And then mm-hmm. at 16, you have this radical life moment. But backing up a little bit, because I know at age nine, you did you always know you were dyslexic? Or was it I, nine that, that your parents realized it? I, it was it was before nine. I just didn't care. I didn't, I didn't. Mom was trying to get me to read. And I was like, I'm just going to draw, Mom. I'm just going to make up recipes. I don't care. Just <laughs> leave awesome. me alone. And so creative. <laughs> yeah, I always was, was like that. Um, but when I was nine, I think is when, or maybe it's a little before she she figured it out. And so she was trying to um, help me through it and stuff. But when I was nine is when she she really got a feeling from the Lord that I was get, supposed to be a writer or I was supposed to have, you know, um, just authority when it came to words. And so she just really prayed that God would help her know how to help me through my dyslexia. And she kind of got just this like download of this, um, these patterns or I don't even know really how to explain it, but she created this curriculum and not even kidding. Like I started doing it in two months, like all the reading confusion was just gone. And I started to read and it's just, it's, it's incredible. It's crazy. I would never imagine myself wow. to be a writer, or anything like that before. I just wow. wanted nothing to do with it. And your mom actually sells that curriculum, so other people oh, yeah. can do it. Which I think dyslexia is dyslexia games. Okay, that's actually really good to know because yeah. so many people are dyslexic, and I've opened up about being dyslexic, yeah, and I've I had heard. a lot of people uh, respond to to my message because yeah. I'm the same way. I would have never thought I would be a writer because I never like finished a book in school, yeah. and my yeah. brother was I like. Always at the top of the AR list to the point that in our library um, at school, he had to leave his name on the wall because he was such a good reader. I could not get those 20 points if I tried because I just could not. I mean, I would pray. I mean, this is terrible. I would sit in front of the computer in my AR test and pray, Lord, I know I didn't read the book, but just guide my finger to the right answer. Like, I would just pray that the Lord would lead me. And so um, never would have thought I would write books and I would speak and I would do all these yeah. things because that would be really what my weakness would be. But it's so true that he his strength is made perfect in our oh, weakness. Yeah. And so um, I just think it's amazing that that, that is a part of your story because it makes what happens later even that mm-hmm. much cooler. Mm-hmm. So you start um, – reading at nine and then at, was it 12 that you started to begin to write or how old were you? I, yeah, it was 12 when I, when I first made my first kind of song, which was, um, just a, I didn't know this at the time, but it was the song grenade just with different words. I was like, where did I get this awesome That's melody? So awesome. And it's just Bruno Mars. Hey, you gotta start somewhere. <laughs> Bruno is somewhere. a great place to take inspo from to start. <laughs> yeah. um, I love that so much. Bruno Mars is my favorite. Yeah, so so I'm glad that that's where the inspo came <laughs> yeah. from. So when you were at the time where you started to write his story, mm-hmm. the musical, 
I don't even like know how you begin to do something like that. So tell me like, where did the inspiration come from? How did that start? Did you like Broadway? Like, how did this even happen? No, I thought Broadway kids were nerdy. I was like, I was like, I mean, I like, um, Fiddler on the Roof and Seven Brides or Seven Brothers, but like Broadway and theater, I'd never really seen much of it. I mean, we grew up in like Europe and so Ukraine. So you didn't and, grow up like in theater? No, wow. not at all. I mean, maybe I was in like one little church thing. I was like a Christmas tree or something. Wow. But I was never, <laughs> never, <history>? had, <laughs> never had an interest for it. Nothing. Um, but anyway, it started uh, when I was, it was the same year I had really, really fallen in love with Jesus. And I was just like, oh, Jesus, I just want to be part of whatever, like whatever your dream is mm-hmm. for this generation. Like, yeah. just like, make me your right hand man. Like, I just want to come with you. I want to be on your team. And so I was just praying that. And um, I read this little book that I just found at this random place in this like conference thing in Austria. And it had, it said something about how like the Holy Spirit is moving through every generation. And there are certain people that the Lord picks, people who make themselves willing Mm -hmm. to really show Jesus in that generation. And I was like, use me. Like, and I was like, I, I didn't know really if I had any talent writing or anything in that at that time, mm-hmm. but I was just like, I just want to be with you with whatever you're doing for my generation. I want to help mm-hmm. you. And I just, I'll, I just want to stop there because that's so huge. And yeah. I think that a lot of people think that they have to like know what they're going to do, know the direction that they're going to go in life. But you really don't have to know that. Oh, you just have to say yes to God and yes. say like, God, I'm willing. I remember a prayer I prayed whenever I was probably 18, was here I am, God, with no limits, no instructions, send me. It was like this, and I really meant it. Like, God, here I am. I am not putting a limit to what you're going to do. I'm not going to be distracted from your plan over my life. Send me, use me, like call me. And that desperation for God, like God wants to partner with you. God wants to send you. God wants, because he's your creator. He's your God. He's your father. He has the plans for your life. Mm -hmm. And so when you pray those prayers, it's not like those are ones that God's not listening to. Mm -hmm. God's like, all right, let's go if you're willing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just love that because I think that that can speak to a lot of people who are listening that you don't have to know the direction God's going to take you. You just have to know that you're going with God. Oh, yeah. And I love how you didn't even really know what that was going to look like, but you just said, God, if if you're going to call somebody in my generation, let it be me. If you're going to do something in this generation, let me be a part of it. And I think that that's something that literally every single person can pray and should pray. Oh, yeah. Um, And so just to pause right there, I love that. So from that point on, what begins Mm -hmm. to happen? Yes. So so after I kind of said that prayer, um, I just kind of, my family was living in Ukraine. And um, I just kind of, we have this friend named Dr. Scott, and a long time ago, he he's like a family friend. He does missions in Africa, and a long time ago, he invited me, and it was like, when you're older, come to Africa with me. So I was just like, oh, I'll message Dr. Scott. So I was like, hey, are you doing any mission trips to Africa? And he's like, yeah, I'm going in January. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to come. So I just got on a plane and went to Africa yeah. and uh, to Kenya. And um, while I was there, I met this girl named Courtney, 
And she was like, Anna, you gotta listen. You gotta hear Hamilton. It wasn't even a Christian mission trip. Yeah. It was a medical mission trip. Wow. But she was a Christian. She's like, you gotta hear Hamilton. And I and she showed it to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, this theater <laughs> stuff, whatever. So but funny. then um, there's this one time I was just like super dehydrated, so we had to kind of um, get into this trailer thing. And me and her were just like sitting and relaxing, and so we just listened to the whole thing in Hamilton of Hamilton. And I was just like weeping. Wow. from hearing this story through the through the music and I was so touched and and it just like moved me so deeply and I was so like I'd never been that moved by something like mm. that you know something in the arts like that and I went home after that trip and I showed my sister Rachel who's kind of been my partner in crime in this whole thing yeah. and we literally like we listened to Hamilton probably like a hundred times we wow. would just sit in our room and draw and eat Cyrenaki and listen to <laughs> Hamilton like over and over wow. and I think God used that to just kind of yeah. teach my brain the patterns of yeah. writing musicals and stuff like that and so then um there was just a point where I don't I don't remember exactly when it happened, but where God spoke to my heart and was like, somebody needs to do this with the Bible. Mm. And I was like, yes, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> and like, I was like, you need to do this oh with the gosh. Bible. And I was like, oh God, have you heard wow. my songs? I was like, my songs are so embarrassing. Wow. Like I'd always do the same melody. I was just, I didn't know chords on the piano. I just kind of make stuff up with just singing. Wow. But I felt God telling me to do it like strongly. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing, but I'm going to, I'm going to try. So I just, um, I stayed back from this hike one day when my family's going hiking and I'm like, I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay here and write my first song. (laughs) So I just started writing the rap for What's the Word, which is the first song. I love that one. It's so so good. Hey, it's, it's all God. And it just like came out. And I was like, okay, Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh. Did you, like, when you did it, did you know it was good immediately? Like, were you like, this is from you, Lord? I'm going to be honest. I I knew because I knew what my songs were before. That's good. Yeah. I knew what my songs were without the power of God. Yeah. So when sometimes I would write like lyrics or melodies or things and I would be like, this is not my talent. Yeah. This is not my level. Like, I'm not good. Wow. You know, but but God actually just like infused me um just with his guidance and his power and wow. And I love that so much. I love that you didn't even know the chords, you didn't know music because that just God, that's oh. just like shows how much it was the Lord and oh, I tell yeah. people that too cuz I think I think there is um a beauty to being confident in what God's doing in your life. It's it's not um prideful to say no, I knew it was good. It's it's actually humble to say I know I couldn't do that. Yeah. That was you, Lord, and I'm confident in what you did because, I mean, I could say the same thing. Um, whenever I used to speak, like just because my family had a TV show, uh, I get asked to speak places. I was so terrible, like so, so, so terrible. Literally, I've told this story before. My my, my fans, followers, uh, people who listen to this podcast, friends of mine know this story, but I will tell you, they legitimately asked for their money back the first time I spoke. It was that bad. I was so... <laughs> So awkward and so nervous and hated it. And I told my mom, I'm never speaking again like that. Don't ever like make me do that again. I'm going to write a book so I can hide behind pages and yeah. like just, and, and even writing a book, I didn't even know if I could do that. But I, I asked for a ghostwriter so that I could say what I wanted to say and yeah. they could help me type it. 
which is what led me to doing what I'm doing. But the first time I spoke, um, after encountering the Lord fully, after letting the Holy Spirit speak mm-hmm. through me, I watched it and I go, that was really powerful. And yeah. I know that's not yeah. in my doing because the people asked for their money back two years ago. <laughs> and I'm sitting here watching a video video go viral and people's lives changing. That's not me. Yeah, That's what the Holy Spirit did through me. Mm-hmm. So I think it is really cool that you can say, I'm writing this song. My, my first song's Grenade uh, with new <laughs> words. And here I am writing an entire rap for a musical about the Bible. And I love how you said uh, someone should do that. And then you're like, oh, the someone's me. And I think that, I think that that's how a lot of people live and that someone should do that. Yeah. Not realizing that that's what God's calling you to do. That is so if good. You yeah. have a burden for that. If you feel the call for that, notice if no one else around you has that, that's probably because God has it <laughs> for calling. you. And you might say, well, I don't have the funds for it. I don't have the talent for it. I don't have the creativity for it. I don't have the team for it. But God will God will figure all that out. Because when you started mm-hmm. writing a musical, let's, let's be real, to get to the point of a musical happening from the point that you write a first song is a huge process. Oh, I yeah. mean, you have to have a team. You have to have actors. You have to have... Um, directors, you have to have like all this kind of stuff. And here you are, were you in the Ukraine at the time? Yeah. In the Ukraine, writing a first song while your family's on a hike. So talk to me about how you go from writing a first song to continuing to writing the rest of the songs to then getting to the point where you're like, how do I do something with this? Mm-hmm. Well, so, oh my goodness. There, there's so much to it. It's been, it's been years. But um, I'd written the first song, and then I just started writing um, a couple more, and then my sister Esther heard me playing one of them, and she humiliated me by going to my parents and saying, Hannah's writing a musical, and I was like, don't tell anyone. Oh my gosh. And so, but I still kept it. I didn't show anyone anything. I was, you know, a lot like how you were saying, just kind of shy in that way. Like, um, I got super nervous, super awkward about stuff like that, Um, so... I was on um, another mission trip and I had, I felt like God spoke to me to buy a little kid piano. So I mm. bought this little kid keyboard mm. and I brought it with me to um, Peru. And I just kind of like, whenever I'd have free times between little outreaches and things, I would just kind of just freestyle and work on the songs. And um, I posted this video of me singing, Hey, It's Me uh, on Facebook. Which and is that the Mary? Hey, yeah, that's the Hey, it's me. And do Mary. you sing that? Yeah, it's I so I do in the good. album. Yeah. Okay, because I listen on YouTube, and um, one of my friends who had studied about the musical was like, I think that that is Anna, and I was like, That's Anna. Your your voice is like angelic. It was so Thank good. You. It's Thank so you. Good. That is so sweet. Yeah. So I posted that, and um, and then when I got back from the trip, and my parents picked me up from the airport, they're like, We heard your song. And they're like, it's actually really good. And we're going to help you try to get it as far as it can go. And however God wants to wow. use it. And I was like pretty nervous because I'd only written like half the songs at that point. Yeah. And I'm like, now there's pressure. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I have yeah. to write another 15 yeah. good songs. Like, a, But um, just in that car ride, my mom was like, and we should call it his story. Because hmm. it's like history, his story. And I was like, all right, cute. We'll I call love it, it. I love it. Um, but, then I, but then I got home to Ukraine and God just continued to be faithful even though I was nervous and like there was more eyes on it God continued to be faithful and what's really interesting is once I finished the songs and it was time to kind of make demos we were like we had this tiny little church there in Mm -hmm. Ukraine and we're like all right I guess we can like 
get some of the worship leaders mm-hmm. and like try to get yeah. some characters. We aren't sure. Um, but then this family, this mm. they were named the Boers. They showed up in our tiny little town of Mukachevo in Ukraine. American family, all singers. Wow. Um, the dad is just incredible pianist, like producer, all this wow. stuff. And it was just honestly just God and. Um, so we connected with their family and they helped us record the first demos for the musical wow. and um, their son sang on it and all that. And so then um, I don't remember our producer, which is Paul Zarecki, mm-hmm. incredible. He's from Poland. Wow. And um, we found him just by listening to random things on wow. Spotify and just message. And then we met up with him and just he produced all the songs, just wow. gorgeous, gorgeous music. And and then we were like, oh, yeah. And then me and Rachel, who have been working together, found all the singers just random, like on YouTube, Instagram hashtags, like all of that. Wow. We all met up in L.A. And you just DM them? Yeah. You're just, just like, like hey. trying to act all professional, like, hey, would you like to audition? For and this just musical? so we know, like at this point, do you have a big following? Do no, you? no. Okay. Because I just think that this is so cool. Because, again, people will say, well, I have this idea, but I don't have a following. I have this idea, but I don't have a team. I just love that, like. You don't need to wait till you get the no. following. Don't wait till you get to wait for you to get the platform. Like Not start where at you're at. Because while you're working, like while you're I always say like, you know, God is always working in the waiting, but you need to be working in the waiting too. Like while you're oh, waiting yeah. on it to come, you're working towards it. And as you're working, God's sending the people. This mm-hmm. family shows up randomly. Holy Spirit like sends his family. They show up. Yeah. They start working with you. Here's the producer. Y'all DM these people. They miraculously respond to your DM. Like, and then you set a meeting in LA? Yeah. Dang. And we all they all flew down to LA. But it's so true what you're saying. Like, if something is on God's heart and you're willing to be part of whatever it is, yeah. like nothing can stop his plan. Yeah. And and you don't have to be worried about all the little details. You just you tell God, I'm a hundred percent in yeah. and you go for it and he lays out the path yep. in front of you if it's, it's something that's on his heart and it's awesome. It's true. So you get to the meeting in LA and what happens? So yeah, so we record all the singers and it's just stunning. It's just wow. they're Was that so, so surreal for you? Yeah. Wow. It's just it's 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 crazy how how everything fell into place, but it was just I'd never expect I know it was never even my dream is is the crazy wow, part like that's crazy. it's it's a new a new dream God gave me so wow. just looking around at everything it was just it was wild to see that God had shared that with me and wow. me and my sister we were just we we're just constantly How old amazed your sister? she is 19 now okay so y'all are 19 and 22 doing this yeah because I just needed to say that one more time yeah, yeah. because so when this started she was way way amazing yeah. hey don't let anyone let down on you because no. you're young but set an example I love it so much so okay now where's the musical at where what what where y'all in the process I know it's about yeah. to come out in May oh um, yeah what does that even look like for you like is that just insane it's absolutely insane wow it's actually insane God really, really led us. And we just kind of planned after the LA thing to just make an audio musical and put it out on Spotify. And we're just going to be done with it. I was going to move on with my life and just go do missions or something. Wow. And God was like, nope, we're going to go a little farther with this. And we met um, Ken Calais, which is Colby Calais' dad and producer in Hawaii. He randomly came to this music thing and he got us connected to people in um, 
California, and then that eventually led us to Bruce Lazarus, our producer. And then this whole team started coming together of just like real professionals in um, New York, like Jeff Calhoun, who produced Newsies. Okay, so is that where my parents got involved? How did my, do you know how my mom got involved? Yeah, so Jeff Calhoun did the the Duck Dynasty musical. Yeah, wow. which is which is insane. And then once we kind of started, the musical started getting on its feet. Like Jeff was like, you know who I should call? Like, wow, like this? that's crazy. So, which yeah. my parents loved it, and they told us about it, which is how yeah. we found out about that's it. So and um, man, we just couldn't be in more support of what y'all are doing. You have incredibly like so what's sweet. really cool too. When you said Jeff Cotton, like he was the producer of Newsies, is that right? Or director Um, director. of Newsies? Director of Newsies. So it's like, these are big time people. This is not just like, you know. I mean, yes, you had a a scrappy start of DMing random people, (laughs) but like now you're like legitimately with the right people. So this musical isn't just going to be like a play at a church. This musical is like a full on Broadway production, like musical, Uh which I just want people to understand like, this is not some small thing. Like God took this from like a sixteen-year-old writing um, a song to then writing all these songs to then this connection, that connection to now it literally being a full-on like it's like, like legitimate a thing. legit production with a Broadway team. Wow! Like it's it's mind-blowing. A Broadway team, like, and you lived in the Ukraine. So do you live in the states now? Yeah, we okay, live in, in the states now because now I mean it's about to happen. So what? What does this look like for people who are wanting, who would want to come to see the musical? Tell them a little bit of information about what this is, how this is about to go down. Yes. So we are going to be in a huge tent, which, which is, is so, cool. so exciting. I I'm just, it's, it's, it's the, it's the energy really cool. of yeah. the revival and Cirque yes. du Soleil and all that. So it's the Broadway tent and it's in cool. Grandscape, the colony, Texas. Cool. Um, and Performances start May 5th, and opening night is the 18th. 18th of May. Yes. Okay, so people can get tickets online. Yes, Ticketmaster or go to historythemusical.com and yes. get tickets. And if they want to listen to the music now, you can go ahead mm-hmm. and go to YouTube. Yeah, it's on it. Spotify, Apple Music, everything. Just look up His Story, the Musical, and you'll hear the original soundtrack. Wow. And it's been changed a little to fit the stage, but... Wow. So are you it. in the musical? Um, I'm in the original soundtrack, but we're getting um, a new cast, which we're actually doing auditions February 11th. If anyone's interested in auditioning, look up History Auditions. Well, it's perfect timing because this is coming out first week of February. So if you feel the Lord calling you, (laughs) go get this done because it is going to be really, really incredible. Mm -hmm. Well, that is so cool. And I would say it's unbelievable, but I've seen God do that in my life and my friends' lives. And when, when you... When you do something with the Lord, you got to expect the miraculous. You oh, know, yeah. you expect the unbelievable. And yeah. um, I just love it. We were praying right before here this. And I said in my prayer, I was like, God, um, and it, it stuck out to me because I, I don't normally pray that. But I was like, God, it's so significant that you don't get smaller because we're younger. You know, you're yeah. the same big God in all of us. And mm-hmm. I was thinking that the other day about our small town, like we live in a small town. And I think that sometimes when you live in a small town, um, you can get small-minded and think, you know, well, that's not gonna happen here because this is a small town. But God doesn't shrink in your small town. God is just as big no matter where you are, just like you're in the Ukraine, you can be wherever you are, you can be whatever age, and God doesn't get down to your level. 
He stays at his level. Yeah. And are you willing to say, God, I want to be where you're at? Yeah. Which is going to cause me to have to have faith because yes. I can't do any of this without yeah. faith. So oh, I want to talk to you so about – um, about just like faith and prayer too. What is uh, that looks like throughout this whole journey? Because I know mm-hmm. um, you've had a lot of things work out, but were there moments in this that you thought, what's next? Oh, okay. The big struggle of this whole thing is kind of a similar thing to what you went through is I very, and it, it's, it's strange because I don't feel like a shy person naturally, mm-hmm. but when it came to, publicly speaking or Mm -hmm. showing my songs, I would just get really bad anxiety Mm -hmm. about that. Like I would get, I, there was this one time where, um, my family, my dad came to me and he's like, Hey, we want to do a couple songs that fly some of the singers out and do a couple songs at church for a a good Friday service. Mm -hmm. And I just like started breaking down Mm -hmm. just in tears, just sobbing and and having a panic attack. Cause I was like, Mm -hmm. But I didn't understand why I was so anxious about yeah. it. But but that was just what happened to me. And I remember j- just being like, so I was like, why do I have to deal with this? Like, why yeah. does this have to be this thorn in my flesh where yeah. I have this thing and it's a gift from God. But then I just have this, it feels like this anxiety is so against me mm-hmm. trying to hold me back. And I just went out to the balcony in our house um, and I just said, God, like, what do you want me to do? And God just spoke very clearly to me, just the story of Moses, mm. um, how he said to God, I can't speak. I have a speech impediment or whatever. And God was like, who made mouth? It was me. But then Moses still didn't quite surrender. And God had to give Aaron to be his spokesperson. And I remember God speaking to me and saying, like, I could give you Aaron or you can see what Moses never saw. Wow. And I was like, Wow. I was like, okay, God, I just, I was like, even if I just get so embarrassed and I just have a, you know, I just break down on stage or something like that, I'd rather be in your will, you know, I'd rather be with you and trying to live out the fullness of your will, like in my weakness, in your strength than like surrender to my fear. Wow. And and that was so hard, but I just, I I had to do it. And I was like, I just want the fullness of God. Like, Mm. even if it just humbles me to the point where I'm just humiliated, like I would would rather give God the chance to show his glory. And, and the crazy thing is every time there's been something that like, I would be so, so afraid of doing like that, that Good Friday service, we did it. And like the spirit just came over me with Mm. peace, just like, right before. And then the next thing happened and I would be nervous all the way up until the day. And then the spirit would just come over me with peace. And so every time it's just gotten easier and I'm just, I, it just gets me emotional because like God was so faithful to me. And I, and I feel like I really am seeing like freedom from that. And like, I'm really seeing what Moses never saw, like freedom in my voice through the spirit. So I feel like that's just, just, Surrendering to God instead of fear has been wow. the biggest thing in my life in this that journey. That is so cool. I'm smiling ear to ear because I can't even tell you, like, it, it's like, sounds like unbelievable that that is almost the same word the Lord gave me. I read wow. Moses. I read the story Chills. of Moses. And that was some of the first messages I preached on was Moses because I was preaching it to wow. myself when I was up there. And specifically the part when God and when Moses is like, who am I? Ugh. Who am I? And I love how God Chills. says, like, I am who I am. And I wow. always thought about how, like, 
we get so focused on who are we, Lord, that yeah. we could do that. I have anxiety. I'm nervous. I'm insecure. I have all stuff. But it's not about who you are. It's not about yeah. you being dyslexic or you never writing before, you not knowing the chords. It's actually that the great I am is with you. And that like changed my perspective of, yeah. oh, it's actually not about me. It's about you. Yeah, I'm, I'm being sent. But when I go back, they're going to see you and not me. And um, it's so cool because it's like when Moses came back to where he used to be, Moses was a different person because Moses is with the Lord now. So he has power he didn't have before. He has confidence he didn't have before. So that's like where you used to write songs that weren't that great. And now you write songs that are incredible. It's because you went back with the Lord. Yeah. Where I used to speak messages that were awkward and (laughs) way shorter than they were supposed to be. Now I go back with the Holy Spirit. Um, But the other thing that I used to pray before I would go on stage, I would literally pray this. And you just said it. I would say, God, I would rather be humiliated. I would rather people laugh. I'd rather be humiliated than be disobedient to you. And so... I will awkwardly walk out there and let you do your work. But it was so true. I would get nervous all the way up until. And when I would go on stage, I would not be nervous at all. I would feel so covered by the spirit that it would almost, like you said, he he would give you the words. It was like he so gave me the words that I would tell my family. I tell my husband this all the time. It's like I don't have a brain pattern when I'm up there. It's like I'm not even trying. It's like the Lord just like, boom, like speaks. Yeah. And I always describe it like this feeling where, um, have you ever been skydiving? No. Okay, so <laughs> I went skydiving and it just reminds me of like speaking because there's this moment where you're about to jump off the plane and it's like, what the heck am I doing? This is so scary. Why am I doing this? Yeah. And um, I feel like that sometimes when you're walking up on stage or you're walking up to do the thing God's calling you to do that, you're you're so nervous and you're like, I have no idea what this is going to feel like. Yeah. I have no idea how I'm going to do this. But the amazing thing about skydiving is you actually don't have to do anything because you're attached to someone who's doing all the work Chills. because this person is the expert. You just have to be still. So they they literally lean, they rock, and they rock you off the plane. And the first five to 10 seconds feels absolutely chaotic. You're like, <laughs> like you're just like completely falling through the sky. Like you're literally falling and then all of a sudden the person pulls the first shoe and it's like you catch the wind and then it's like the most beautiful like I remember I said the whole way down like if you can hear me on like my little uh GoPro I'm like Jesus Jesus this is so cool like I was like having such a like spiritual moment and it's just beautiful and the place that you would think there would be the most fear you're falling through the sky you feel the most peace you feel like you're above all your fears it's like so cool and you're not doing anything you're guided by the person behind you and i'm like that's what it feels like to go with god it's gonna feel scary you might feel like i don't know what i'm doing this is a little crazy but when the spirit catches you and you just let him guide you all the way down, yeah. it is the best feeling in the world. Yeah. You get to be a part of something you can never do on your own. Mm-hmm. And you're 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 above, it's like, it's like it says, even like as the heavens are above the earth, like it's like so is God's plans for you, like so are yeah. God's thoughts for you. Like it's the best feeling in the world. So hearing your story makes me smile so big because it's so much like my story. Yeah. But really, it's just what it looks like when you walk in his story. Yes. You know, like truly. That's so it's true. It's what it looks like. And so for those listening, this is not specific to her and I. The The coincidence in our stories is no coincidence at all. It's the same prayer of here I am, God. Yeah. Send me, Lord. Use me. If you're going to move in my generation, 
I want to be a part. If yeah. you're going to do something cool, let me be just in the wind of it. Let me be yes. in the wake of it. And so yeah. I just think this is so encouraging mm-hmm. uh, to so many people for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to ask you, and, and I don't like this question sometimes. So here, take it with a grain of salt because you have something big coming up in May. You're, you're about to do the thing you pray for for years. But do you have other dreams, other things that you're working on? Because I don't like when people are like, what are you doing next? And I'm yeah. like, what about right now? Like, this is cool. So I'm not asking what's next, but I'm just asking, yeah. is there more in your heart? Well, there's there's actually lots next. Right after I finished writing his story, I just started on the next musical. So wow. I've actually, over the last the so summer... Cool. I recorded um, another musical called Of Ashes. Wow. So keep your eye out for it. It's a, the story of the woman caught in adultery and the leper in the Bible. Wow. So it's like this backstory, biblical, historical fiction oh my type gosh. musical. Cool. Um, it's totally sang through. Story of David. Um, Miss, like the oh story gosh. of Hosea. I'm so excited. I'm just getting obsessed with writing Bible musicals. Wow. So I'm, I'm doing that. Um, so I'll probably just keep writing musicals for a while. Wow. I love and, it. Oh my gosh, I love it. I just had to ask because I'm like, this is just the beginning. And I yeah. think a lot of times people think uh, if they do something really cool or powerful, it's like, oh, well, like, am I always going to be known for that one thing? But like, no, God goes from glory to glory to glory. Yeah. Like, he keeps going. He has infinite ideas, you know? Yeah. And so if you stick with him, it you'll continue is. to have new ideas. And the Bible is so big, you can continue to search. Oh, and- yeah. And I just love it. But the, the main thing is it's like Jesus is my dream. It's awesome. It's not— it, I don't really feel so much pressure. I mean, maybe I did in the beginning to like make something great and then keep making more things great and like whatever, because it's just like, I just love being with Jesus. Yeah. And like whatever God's doing, whether it's big or small, like that's just what I love to be part of. So awesome. It's powerful friend. I don't know if you saw this um, on social media, but this guy, he's like a comedian. He posted this like five days ago and my husband showed it to me. It was so funny. And he was doing that roll call like Shabuya, Sha Sha Shabuya roll call. And he was like, my name is Paul. Yeah, I used to be Saul. Yeah. And it was like so no funny. Way. I was like reading his comments because they were hilarious. And people were like, more, we need more of this so we can learn the Bible characters. And I'm like, you are doing that. Like you wrote these songs like for people to learn the Bible characters. So yes. if you watch that viral video, look no further than right here, his story <laughs> musical. Um, you have social media, right? What's yeah. your Instagram handle? Anna Miriam Brown. Anna Miriam Brown. Y'all follow along her, her story. I'm telling you, she is incredible. Obviously, you just got to <laughs> get to know her for 40 minutes and can just see just what God's in her life, but um, really just the heart posture of a 20-year-old, 22-year-old saying, here I am, God, I want to be a part of what you're doing. And uh, what God did in her life is incredible. And I know what God's going to do in your life with that prayer is going to be incredible too. So y'all go check out His Story the Musical and definitely get tickets to go May 18th. Also, like she said, if you're an actor, an actress, you're in musical uh, theater stuff and you want to be a part of this, maybe check out the auditions. That could be a great next step. But just get involved with what's happening in this life because Um, As she said, God does something in in a generation 
that we want to be a part of. And sometimes we're not the leader of it. Maybe she's leading this movement. That doesn't mean you can't get behind it and be a part of it. And I think it is so important that as the church, we support the church and we support what God's doing in our generation. So go follow along, go get involved. And uh, I'm just so excited to see all that's going to come from this, his story and the musicals to come and in your life. So thanks Thank for being you. on the podcast. Thank you so much. Yes.